Hello, welcome to the JAV show. Hello, guys. Hello, it's uh this week's just Jorge and Viv. Just chilling oh, again uh, right before Chinese New Year's. We're going to have some uh, fun conversations. Yes, that too. And all the other sayings. Do you, do you used to have to remember all them? Or something like that. That's the Vietnamese one, right? No, but there's like all the idioms you have to say. Like yeah, when like, you get the licey. <laughs> you know, as a, as a kid, I realized that adults like it. Or maybe it's just me. Adults like it when you're a little bit witty. So you can say things like, or um, But you know what? I would I started saying at like a very young age. I'd be like, Oh my god, wow. What wait 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 shit. Wow, they sell And oh. everyone be like, What the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm a bit greedy. I'm like, this is my birthright. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it's pretty good now now that both my siblings are married too so i get a little bit more but then less of the older people at like temple would give it to me because they think i'm like too old for yeah like i'm an adult i'm probably married already so they don't give it to me makes sense little do they know i still deserve it it's my birthright (laughs) anyways how was how was your week um my week was okay let's see Volleyball was a lot of fun this week, but I guess it's like that every week. I guess I I don't really have that eventful of a week. Oh, all. I didn't really do much aside from workout, work, volleyball, and yeah, I read I read a lot this week actually. Like, I've been reading this book called The Upward Spiral. That's some like help self help book. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's a self help book on depression. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually really cool because it feels like it's feeding my ego a little bit because essentially this book is a book that teaches you the ways, teaches you ways that you can become a happier person and habits that you can incorporate into your life. And it talks about the science behind depression. And it's really interesting because a lot of the habits or the advice that they give is something that I've already tested and implemented on myself. So I'm mm. like, whoa, I'm so smart. I you should write that out myself. <laughs> a self-help book. The J-A-V self-help book. Wait, where are you in this? Uh, I mean, it's a group effort. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. can edit. Yeah, true, true, true. I actually do want to publish a book one day. Oh, okay. I have a notes app or a note on my phone where I put all these little like life lessons right? and why I've come to learn that life lesson and why I think it's a very important life lesson. And I wrote it all down because I want to turn that into a book one day. I see. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize how, um, I wouldn't say easy, but like you don't need any credentials to write a book. Yeah. Like, you just have to just do it. Like yeah, you literally just want to have to do it and find a publisher to do it for you. Yeah. Like when I was writing my thesis for my master's, um, I'm not saying that's anywhere near a book, but if I were to take that and expand on it like tenfolds, then that's essentially a book. Whether it's credible or not, that's different. But mm-hmm. it is technically something you could potentially publish. Yeah, um, exactly. Especially, I don't know if it's easier nowadays with uh, with like ebooks and stuff. Like, I wonder if you can publish it like only ebook form. Then there's literally no effort. Like, there's almost no effort because yeah. back then you'd have to find like a publishing company and get like the paper copies out and yeah, all that and stuff. And the copyright and everything. Yeah. But now, like, I think even the copyright part isn't even that hard because uh, I've seen some, let's say, quote-unquote engineers that, like, have written, <laughs> not, not, like, books, but, like, so, like, for my Pienge, um 
course, like for my PN exam, like it's a it's an ethics exam. This one engineer wrote the books to help people st- study for it, right? Yes. And he simply just put like you know the C in the circle at the bottom and said, "I don't give consent to anyone." You know, oh, copying yeah. his content, all that stuff. Like he, like it didn't seem like he went through that much effort to need a proper copyright as long as he pretty much wrote his intentions down. So I was like, oh, I don't know, like it feels like back when I was little, it'd be so. I I mean like how difficult it felt felt very extreme like oh you know this person's an author it sounds very crazy but nowadays it's like you know i could just write about bullshit for like 300 pages and just call it a book and say i wrote a book 100 percent agree because when you hear about the story the story about what jk rowling had to go through to get harry potter published she got rejected like 12 times or something like that right but like i swear anyone nowadays you could just get a book published if you wanted to you just call a few people up and just pay them and you're fine yeah and I feel like, uh, what was it called? Like, like people do their own fan fiction type of things nowadays. They're literally just writing and publishing. Not, say, publishing, but they're posting it online. Essentially oh, yeah. writing their own stories. Yeah. I feel like that's a very good way to get feedback to, like, see if you're good enough to make it real or not. Oh, yeah. Right? I think there's, there's some that are, like, really, really popular. And when I was just in Vancouver over the Christmas, my cousin, whose place that I stayed at, he got a package because he ordered a book off of Kickstarter or something where this guy, he was writing some fan fiction story. He said it was like Harry Potter mixed with another type of book. Mm, okay. And his story got so popular that people wanted this guy to make a full on series about it and, and like paid money in advance for him to turn this into an actual series. I'm like, you definitely can. I wonder how that changes the writing process too. I feel like as <laughs> this is like five bucks here. <laughs> yeah, like well, like as like a fan fiction, you're just doing it for fun. But then when, now there's like more expectations. It's yeah, like you... When, when you do it without expectations, sometimes things feels easier. Yeah, because you don't okay. care. You just do what you feel, right? But then when people start expecting, or when at least how I think of it is, when people start paying me for something, I feel like I have to give them the best right because it's their money. Like, would I pay for it? No, if it's not the best quality, right? Yeah. So I that agree. might change things. But that's cool though. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty sick. Because imagine you're doing that just for fun and you had a great time doing it, but you're like, man, I can only invest so much time into this. But yeah. then people start paying you. Now it's like worth your time to put more effort in. Yeah. Harry Potter sick. eroticas. Ooh. Ooh, let's Ooh. go. Leviosa, my wand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Anyway, so my week was pretty chill. Had fun climbing. Uh, I don't, wait, I don't think I talked about this. But my friend, who's also really good, uh, he started convincing me to do some harder puzzles. And I'm like, I started getting pretty close to them. Wow. So it kind of like boosted my confidence. I was like, hey, I'm not at that level yet. And I know I'm not that level yet. But at least I can start like challenging it and trying it. Maybe I'm like one or two moves short. But at least I know what I have to work on when I'm a couple moves short. Which is pretty fun um on monday we had volleyball i had a, like a really bad patella pain like it wasn't like an oh. injury like i didn't fall on or anything like that but i don't know like my patella was super inflamed and sore at the end of the uh, of the games oh yeah so it was really annoying like my workouts this week is kind of just i don't know like today i was supposed to go work out by and it was supposed to be specifically like um plyo workout but mm-hmm. i decided to rest it because my knee was feeling pretty shitty uh so and it's weird because i got my i don't know if you've seen it but i have a brace now oh what the and i got it because my insurance was willing to pay for it 
So I was like, okay, I'll just fucking buy one, right? Because <laughs> like my doctor wrote me a note. He's like, whatever, just go get whatever you want. And then yeah. I got it. And then my insurance is like, okay, we'll pay for it. And it was like $180. So I was like. Oh, what brace did you get? I would have assumed that you get the Bauer. Oh, Bauer. No, no. Uh, So when I tried that one on, the Bauerfield or Bauerfiend? Yeah. When I tried that one on, uh, I have really fucked up proportions. So like my thigh's too big. Oh, this man's got juicy so, thunder thighs. So, like, it's too, it's tight on my thighs, but then the knee part isn't compressing. It's like loose. Oh, it's there. like loose. Oh, yeah. what the? And then the calf part is tight. So yeah. then, uh, so then that brand didn't fit for me. So the Medi one barely fits for me, and that might be the problem I have right now. Oh, that, you got the Medi one? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, and uh, if it's that better, sound like a it problem. fits better than the Barfine, but it keeps like shifting down. If you know what I mean. So it goes all oh. the way up to my mid thigh, but I think it's that's way too loose. No, 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 it's it's it shifts down because it's too tight on my thigh. What? I thought it wouldn't it not shift down if it's tight. No, it's uh, it it feels like as I like use more and more like as I tense up and then like loosen, it'll like shift a little bit on here, but it's oh, like really tight on my thighs. Yeah, uh, and it's too tight for me to pull it all the way up and it kind of being like secured at that spot. But they don't have any bigger sizes, so I'm kind of fucked. Uh, Sounds like you're fucked. Yeah, but I actually don't even know if it helps. Because, like, it, I I never used I never really used braces. I never used knee, knee pads either. And I never really had that big of a problem. Uh, so I'm going to try the next couple weeks without it. I mean, like, I feel less regret because uh, the insurance company paid for it already. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. Like, if I don't end up using it, it is what it is. Isn't there other ones you can get that have, like, multiple strap points so that you can make sure that it's tight where you want it? Yeah, this one has multiple strap points. Oh, okay. But it's still it's still, like when i put it on it's tight on my knee but then as i play it slowly moves down a little bit but it's yeah. like tight on my thigh too so unfortunate it is what it is um so yeah i'm just nursing that but it should be good by monday i think so like i'm taking it chilled uh just the rest of the week's just yoga and climbing so that shouldn't really affect my knee uh my book jade city i finished that i am wow. on track to 26 books this year if i keep up this pace I was telling Vid, so I got the sequel to the book, Jade War. Uh, I got it for $8, surprisingly. So the hardcover version of this is normally like $38, but for some reason on Amazon, it was on sale for $8. Like, just randomly the other day, I was searching it, and then it was $8. I thought it was a mistake. I clicked on it, because sometimes it's like the Kindle version is that price, yeah. not the actual book. But no, the hardcover book was that price. So then I started putting a bunch of books on my wish list so I can like track prices. Oh, nice. So you can see like when it goes down. And stuff. That kind of reminds me of how the other day I was craving sushi. So when I went on Uber Eats, on on a lot of restaurants, it said, it'll say like a certain set or like sashimi is $15 yeah. for, okay. So the thing is, it, it said that sashimi was $15 for 12 pieces. And I was like, oh, that's pretty decent. And when I would go in and actually click on the item, it, says whether you want six pieces or 12 pieces and then underneath the 12 piece one it would say that it's 15 dollars, and then and underneath the six pieces one there wouldn't be a price and then when i would click the actual 12 piece one it would turn it to 30 dollars. and i was like what the fuck and then when i clicked yeah. the six piece one it was 15 dollars. i was like jesus christ that's so fucking stupid what bad that's a reverse design. reverse deal i know getting scammed here uh but yeah so for that book it was really good the first book was pretty awesome i like the ending uh it's very interesting so this next one should be good it's a three it's a, it's a trilogy so i got two more of these to go uh-huh. and then the author actually recommended this other book that i read like the first two chapters of and it was pretty interesting too 
so that's another that's a four book series Uh, so that's on my list right now Uh, i don't normally buy books but if it's on sale like the reason i got jade city was it was a gift uh so i was like okay i'll check jade war it ended up being on sale so i bought it and then i'll I'll, I'll see if the third one is but i already have two of the three so it's like might as well buy the third one normally i borrow all my books from the library um the only annoying part is like it's not convenient like you have to go there pick it up drop it off and then there's like timeline where you have to finish by if it's a very popular book yeah and sometimes it's like i think it's usually two weeks so i it should motivate me to finish in two weeks but i don't know it's just kind of annoying sometimes having that timeline yeah there's i was gonna recommend you this book called it ends with us by colleen hoover and it's a romantic drama book no i probably it's really popular right now and i think it's pretty fucking good but she also has this other book that i that i'm gonna start reading it's called verily verily Oh, I've one's... seen I've seen a lot of her books everywhere. Verity. This one is a romantic thriller, and I think you might actually really like that one. I like I like mysteries and thrillers, but yeah. I don't care too much of the. Click it. Click that, Verity. Of the romantic portion of it. Also, uh, I'm I I don't know if I told you that I'm a little sexist. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, for some reason I can tell the difference between a male and a female author. Like, okay, from, from yeah. reading it. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. You can always tell. Yeah, like. and I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm a little disappointed. Shut up, woman! Female <laughs> authors. I don't know. I feel like some portrayals that they have are really good, and some portrayals they have are very poor. Uh, I see. But then, I don't know. Like, I feel like male authors, I guess I'm a guy, so they think like a guy, so it's very yeah. easy to entertain me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I'm a little hesitant when it comes to... I mean, if you're looking for a book later, I think this is one that you might really enjoy. Is it, Without uh, me even reading it. But from what I've heard about it, it's pretty fucked, apparently. Oh, like mindfucky? Like, 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 fucked. Like, I heard that there's a like, part of it where she tries to abort her baby or something, and she uses a coat hanger, and then there's some other oh, really fucked, fucked up, up parts. Like, I think the first sentence in the book is... I heard his skull crack before the blood hit my face or something like that. Is that like killing someone or is that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's fine for me, but I, I'm not a fan of um, any books with like incest or rape or any of that type of shit. It's just, I don't know, like it's just reading. It's just kind of uncomfortable. Um, the Gross. gore part's fine. Like, like, like characters dying and gory death. That's fine with me uh but the other like psychologically fucked up shit i don't know it's just uh, i just can't really i don't enjoy it and i definitely don't relate so okay well i don't actually really know what this book is about but i heard about its thrills and i think you may like it okay we will see um i mean the other book i have on mine right now man this is our mini book book club talk (laughs) welcome to the book corner curl up and uh is this one senlin ascends it's uh the book of babel so here it's uh by josiah bancroft so there's four books book of babel and it's pretty much the intro is pretty much this guy goes to this tower called the tower of babel and apparently it's a really huge tower you can't even see the, the top of it and like each level of the tower is like they, they call it a ringdom like it's each that ringdom. sounds um and then perverted for some reason (laughs) okay anyways and then um yeah 
he loses his wife when he goes there and i guess he spends the book trying to find her and shit um, oh, interesting. and then like i read like the first two chapters because uh the, the uh fonda lee with jade city she kind of put that on the end of her book like in like pretty much in- introducing you to a to a different but similar book Ringdom. yeah and pretty much a lot of people he sees around there all tied together with ropes like kids oh, what the? not not like slaves like so they don't lose each other but he didn't know that and he lost his wife and it, allegedly Whoa. you can't find people here because it's so it's such a big uh building and area that's like a maze yeah that too oh cool so it seems really cool it's four books and it apparently gets super intense um so yeah pretty excited for that uh, and the last part of my week, uh, I s- booked some stuff for Japan since I'm uh, going uh, end, uh, later this year. Oh, I really want to go to, I want to go on a solo trip. I've oh, decided yeah. this year, either Korea or Switzerland. Oh, and if okay. I'm going to Switzerland, then I'll go somewhere else in the, in Europe too while I'm at it. Oh, I do want to go on Europe trip. I think September is what I have planned right now. Uh, but this trip's later, uh, like later in May. That's uh, pretty cool. We booked some of it. I uh, I booked most of it with the intention that um they're all refundable because like I want to book early so we have it, but then I know some Air- Airbnbs and hotels kind of pop up later. It's like it's still quite early. It's still like 5 months away. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Uh so then with the intention of 2 or 3 months later we'll change a little bit of stuff and they're all refundable so I can like, you know, switch it out and stuff. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, exciting. That was, that was pretty much my week. Didn't do much else. Just read a lot and chilled. Work's been eh. I have um, I have my computer course next week. My my um, salt my finite element analysis course. Oh. Yeah. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that'll be very exciting. I'll exciting. Good luck with that. Yep. And yeah, that's about it for my week. Uh, so this week we are talking about rabbits because this year is the year of the rabbit i was gonna go ribbit ribbit but that's a frog <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding we're actually talking about our Wait, pets what, what what sound do rabbits make i don't know what like, they're supposed like, to make i don't know like <laughs> like in english like a squirrel i don't know whatever a squirrel makes is probably very similar to a rabbit oh what the fuck actually okay because you know how in different languages animals make different sounds yeah what's a rabbit supposed to make um def- yeah like a teeth thingy teeth not teeth grinding but, but like, there's yeah. no like sound that we use for it like a i don't think so not like a moo or like a bok 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 yeah or anything like that. oh interesting no. okay no i don't think so i mean i don't know maybe there is what does the fox <laughs> what does the fox say it's like yeah. <laughs> some crazy scream <laughs> something like that i think they actually do sound like that that's wild I think so too. I think I saw a video before. But anyways, this week uh, we're gonna talk about pets slash animals. So both Viv and I have dogs. Yes, uh, we sir. haven't really talked about this in a long time because we want a specific guest on, but we realize that she probably will never come on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's like an expert with animals, so we wanted her on, and we've been saving this topic. But she, I don't think she wants to come on the show because uh, we're too noobs and uh, too cool for school. Yeah, she's uh, she's too she's too vanilla for JV, so. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But uh, we'll talk about our own uh, experience with animals and pets. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, starting at a young age, did you have any pets, Viv? Or? I used to have pet turtles. Whoa. And is that exotic? Fish. Turtles or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
Oh. Like, like, what do you mean exotic? I don't know. Like, aren't they expensive and crazy? I think my dad got it from Chinatown somewhere randomly. Uh. Yeah, I got two turtles. I, if anyone doesn't know, my favorite animal is a turtle. But specifically sea turtles. I mean, all other turtles are pretty damn cute and up there. But sea turtles... Sea turtles have my heart. Wait, what's and then the, the difference? Next would probably be, be like a beluga. Wait, what's the difference between a turtle and a tortoise? Tortoises are land animals. Oh, turtles, turtles are, are sea. sea. Oh, I see. Okay. Sea are half and half. Uh, I see. I see. I'm trying to find a weird looking turtle right now because. Uh, so, like, tortoises can't swim. If you put a tortoise in, like, the ocean, drown. it's going to drown and die. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, sucks to be them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, my uncle so i'm not really really but kind of so my uncle is very into uh fishes like he has a lot of like aquariums mm-hmm. at home and he has very like expensive fish and stuff like that yeah and he goes around and trades with people right you know Ooh. Like trade a fish with another guy so one one time he brought me to his to this guy's house that he he saw on kijiji uh that ended up being a guy he knew but he at the time he he didn't know. So the Kiji posting was just for some fish, and he was like, "Oh, let's just go check it out." And <laughs> was then this he, guy trying to like um, swindle him from his money? He's like, "Wait, you're my brother." <laughs> <laughs> no, but like he, I, I guess the fish community is like only so large. The so he, he, he knew the guy, right? It's crazy. His house was insane too because I went to his house. His garage is a swimming pool. Like, so just just imagine a garage, but you know one of those like like pools that people put in their backyards yeah he has that in his garage and the garage is heated and he has like 30 koi fish in there whoa just swimming around and shit um and and he trades with those so i think he traded my uncle like x amount of koi fish for whatever my my uncle has uh my uncle has this i forgot what it's called it's like it starts with the n it's nirwan let's see yeah asian are they from paris Arowana, <laughs> yes, doesn't start with. And sorry, this is a. It's an Asian dragonfish, is what I remember. So it's called oh, an Asian. Uh, oh, I would have thought that this was like a the carp fish that you see in. What was that place? Okay, it's so a Vietnamese restaurant in so, Edmonton. I don't know much about fish, but talking to my uncle, if you see this picture here, this guy looking at this one, that's probably ten grand. What the at fuck? Least ten grand. This, this looks this like the fish Arowana. you see in like the tanks at like. At no, like, no, no, no. like these this are, looks like like a red tilapia or some no, no, no. shit. These are fucking very intense and very. Uh, so, anyways, going back to the original story, Wait, and can I'll, you search and I'll, up a red tilapia? I want to see how similar they look. Um, so going to this guy's house, he had a turtle. Oh yeah, they look quite different. Never mind. So, so, so <laughs> the same guy who had this koi fish had a turtle in his house, and he was. I think my uncle was telling me that that turtle was a couple thousand dollars. And he didn't like buy. The, he didn't straight up buy the turtle. He traded around for it. Like a lot Whoa. of these fish guys, they trade around a lot of their fish oh. and shit. And that's what my uncle does too. He'll buy like a fish, and he'll raise it. He he might buy a fish, and at the time he bought it, it's like a hundred dollars. And by the time he sells it, it's like a couple thousand dollars, and stuff. And like I don't know, he's like a fish whisperer. Like he'll know if it's sick, and he'll know what to do if it's sick, and all these random things. Well, um, and it's crazy too because him and his friends. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> they go when they when they come back from Vietnam. They actually bring it in the suitcase back. Whoa! Yeah, like, I don't know how they bring it through, but live somehow, animals. Yes. What the hell does that pass? Uh, I have no idea. But he said he's he's done it many times. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> this one time when my when my grandma passed away, 
it was cheaper to buy an, an entire roast pig from Edmonton and fly it over to Vancouver. So my parents did that. And when they had to like pack up the entire roast pig, yeah. they got stopped by security. And it was, it was this whole ordeal because they were like, is that is that a fucking pig that you're trying to bring <laughs> over? And my parents had to be like, no, don't worry, it's dead. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's not illegal to bring a roast pig. But they thought it was alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be fucked up. Uh, but yeah, so apparently <laughs> that's what he always does when he goes back to Asia. And uh, and then he also knows a dealer. So there's dealers also in North America. Oh, what the? Where they bring these fishes over in coolers. And what they do is they'll bring them into like certain port cities. So either like Vancouver or somewhere in California, like Sa- like Sacramento. And then they can't ship it to you yet. Because what they do is when they get it, they're what he says is they're weak. So then he like raises them up for like two or three weeks before he can ship them again. Hmm. And there's this whole crazy fish industry. Um, and he's like very into it. Like he has some crazy aquariums and he has like an outdoor one too. Like an outdoor like fish pond thing uh, that he built himself. And he's like super into this fish. And it's 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 pretty cool to see because I, I didn't realize how crazy this this hobby was. Uh, but it's it's very interesting. And I like I guess you can make any hobby like very expensive or very intense just depending on your effort in the community but there's a pretty like decent sized asian community that likes like fish and like fish not really fish breeding but like like i guess just raising fishes and stuff i can kind of see that when i was growing up my dad had this one friend that was really fucking rich yeah he had this huge ass house and when you were telling the story of your uncle and how he had like a pool in his Raj, it kind of reminded me of this one uncle because I would always ask my dad what this guy does and my dad would be like, oh, he's a fish collector. Oh. And in his fish, he had a whole bunch of, they were like really fancy um, goldfish. Yeah. That's what I knew. About. Like the goldfish were like the bubble heads. Yeah. And that's why he would trade. Oh. Yeah, he always had like a shit ton of fish, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of um tanks in his house and that's all he would do like the bubble head thing right here yeah they look like they have no 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 they, they literally look like goldfish but they have they look like they have a fucking tumor on the top of their head like this kind of yeah yeah so this one is for some reason and i don't i don't understand the science to it um there are asian characters on the side of them that are in their scale no way yeah and it and it fades over time that has to be some sort of animal abuse. Maybe. I actually don't know. But a lot, like, yeah, some of them have it and it feels like it's natural too. So I don't know. I bet it kind of looks like a pattern and they go in yeah, and like yeah, draw maybe. it a little bit. Yeah. So it looks like, more like, like they, the characters. Like, fuck with the scales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening. But yeah. Um, it's... Imagine being a fish and be like, yo, bro, did you get tatted? <laughs> <laughs> look what I, look what I said. The long, the long river. But okay. <laughs> like, as much as we say this about fish and how crazy it'll be, like, you know how I said that one's, like, probably $10,000? Like, this one is probably at least $10,000, I would say. I guess dogs are easily, not that price, but, like, like thousands of dollars, dog? right? Yeah. Yeah, right. So, like, when I, so I don't have any other experience with pets other than, so you had experience with, with, tur- with turtles and with stuff? With turtles and just a bunch of fish, because my dad also really liked fish. Right. And that's it. And my dog right now. Yeah, so I never had any experience until I got Taro, so I was completely virgin to, like, having animals and stuff. Um, and at first, I always thought, like, my, my parents always explained to me we can't have pets because they're expensive was the first excuse. 
like we can't afford to have pets and they always made the excuses that like if i um if i don't eat like if i if i starve that's not illegal but as long as soon as i don't give that dog any food because i'm poor that's animal abuse and that's instantly illegal and i can go to jail that's my way of putting it so then they're like that's why we can't have pets because you know we can barely feed you guys we can't feed you know another thing right um but yeah like i guess until i got it i didn't realize how expensive it actually was to have a pet yeah i guess that was some of my expectation i thought it was first of all i knew like if i got it from a breed or anything like that it would be more expensive than if i like adopt one yes um but i also knew like there may be issues when you adopt one as i slowly learned about the whole like rescue stuff yeah uh so i didn't know there was that initial cost and then as an annual cost there's i guess it depends on your dog there can be a lot of fees uh, if your dog has a bit of medical issue it can get really expensive really fast yeah or um, any accident at all with your dog yeah yeah exactly yeah. and then uh food wise it's for my dog it's cheap as fuck fuck my dog's expensive but it's probably me too it is me too uh real. no like my, like taro doesn't eat that much like you know how they have recommended amount based on the weight of your dog yeah uh, so Taro gets unlimited food at home, guys. Just letting you guys know, this is an animal abuse. He gets as much <laughs> food as he wants to eat. There's literally zero limit, but he literally eats like maybe a half or three quarters of the amount of the recommended. Oh yeah, the meat eats very little compared to the amount that she should. Yeah, yeah. Like at least half. Yeah. Or max half. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. So I think other than that, though, but for me, um, we also pay insurance for our dog. Like, we have a pet health insurance type yeah. of thing. And it's not too bad. I know some people say it's not that worth it. So far, year after year, it kind of breaks even. So, with the amount of reimbursement we get and the amount we pay, it's about break even. Uh-huh. Um, but we're kind of fancy. Like, we do, like, special stuff for him all the time. And, and pretty much anytime he has any issues, we, we're not, like, hesitant to go to the doctor because we have uh, we have that, that coverage. So, as soon as there's anything wrong, I just go, right? Yeah, so that's pretty good. But... Well, I I guess that part of my expectation was pretty similar to reality. I knew it was going to be a little bit expensive, um, but it wasn't too bad so far. Like, if I didn't have, like, right now, I don't have many other bills yeah. living at home. And my parents are retired. They're pretty well off, so they don't really care for paying for stuff for him. Uh, so it's not too bad so far. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, with Lumi, I'm, I want her to live as long as possible. So I'm trying to give her, like, the best food I can find that I think is within reason for cost. Right. So I try to get her, like, I guess kind of fancier food. Okay. But that, obviously... I'm I'm actually so um conflicted with that, too. Because I feel like they don't do well enough studies on dog food. Right. Like, you don't know what's good and what's not. And then what I've learned talking to people in the industry is the vet would recommend a specific thing because overall... For the average of all dogs, that thing is good. Yes. And they're also sometimes paid to push certain products. Yes, yes. They are they are accompanied with certain brands. Um very similar like how doctors are accompanied with certain like drugs and stuff. Because yes. the the drug companies would like, you know, bring them out for dinners and stuff and like convince them to use that or prescribe that to people. Yes. Uh so yeah, I feel like that's the case for dog food too. And it's very shitty for me because i feel like scouring the internet there wasn't really much i could find there was either okay vet only approves this i also think vet only approves like dry dog food because liability wise it's like the safest like if it's raw food and something goes wrong with raw food it could just be like contamination or something like that 
Uh, so the vet would never really recommend that because they're saying it's not like foolproof. It's not a hundred percent safe. Yeah. Right. Whereas like dog food, they know it's dried I, and there's less room for human error. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like a very well processed, quality controlled product, right? Uh, so they're never gonna re- recommend raw. But I always wonder is like is raw better or not? Like it is closer to their natural diet. It feels like. Uh, but at the same time, natural doesn't always mean good like i feel like me and you knowing a little bit about our own diets doesn't mean protein powder is bad for you if it's processed it's just different than like eating a steak right yeah i agree at the beginning i tried to feed lumi raw but she's so fucking picky with her food and the temperature and the texture that often she would let it just go bad and i'd be like fuck Uh, that's literally another 20 bucks down the drain for your fucking food for just like a day yeah and I'd be like, okay, that's not worth it anymore because she's she's a little bit too picky with food for me to do raw. Yeah. Without wasting like half of it or a lot of it. Yeah. Or and, being worried about it sitting out at a certain time. Right. And and the hard part I find with raw is that there's one school that we just talked about that's like the vet saying about dry food. Yeah. And then on the raw side, it's just people on their website. It's like there's no there's no like scientific backing yeah. either. So I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what to listen to. Yeah. So because like I feel kind of cheated when some society that has a financial backing says that thing that they're backing is good Mm. right like well you know you have an incentive to say it's good right yeah uh so then it's hard for me to say like okay dog like dry dog food is the best for my dog but then it's also hard for me to say raw is best for my dog because i just have a bunch of like random butchers who are just doing (laughs) this and selling it i'm like i don't know what's fucking good for my dog yeah i think the what i found that's worked for me with Lumi is that I get her freeze-dried raw food. Yeah. So it's still, like, dried enough that I could leave it out and she could eat it whenever. But yeah. then I also accompany it with, like, other supplements and little other things. Like, I do... So right now, what I'm feeding Lumi is I get her freeze-dried raw food, which is, like, just dried little pellets of things. And then I add omega-3 oil, and I add green-lipped muscle supplement powder, and I add bone broth powder to it and then i add pumpkin powder to it and then i add a quail egg and i add a a raw bone (laughs) a little piece of raw bone so it's that raw bone is usually like bone marrow bone or it's like like a piece of a frozen duck foot or something like that Lumi's eating fucking yeah. good. This bitch better not die early or something. So mad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like you don't know what studies are there. I think most dogs when they die don't I feel like I I, I guess it's not limited to dogs. I think humans are too. We all have like cancer cells when we die. Yeah. And it, like that may not be the cause of death, but it's just like a it just happens kind of thing. Uh and I don't know if like a certain dog food like I feel like it's so hard to compare because now I'm comparing it to myself, right? I think like if I ate one dried processed food every day i feel really shitty right yeah uh but at the same time <laughs> can you imagine if right now tara was like another day just <laughs> try ass shit <laughs> maybe <laughs> but at the same time uh like does farm animals eat anything different or okay let's say oh, let's that's true let's take one step out uh, do like wild animals eat anything different like let's say uh you're a goat or a sheep or something like a like a mountain goat or something they just eat whatever they can on the side of the right? fucking cliff right? and they live yeah so it's like i don't know if one school of thought is better than the other or not right so yeah i've always been conflict- conflicted on the food and supplement side um has does Lumi have any other food issues or like she has um, allergies too right yeah she's allergic to chicken 
That's fucking annoying, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking annoying. Everything has chicken in it. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, she's just more textural than not. Uh, no, Taro has pancreatitis issues or yeah. pancreas issues. So he can't have any food with high fats. So we just, it's actually not that hard. There's a whole industry like devoted to this. So you can easily get lower fat kibbles, lower fat snacks and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And he's fine with that stuff. Um. Okay, one thing I've always thought of too with us having like dogs as pets especially the size of our dogs so we have relatively small dogs my yeah. dog taro is eight pounds and lumi is lumi's 18 pounds right and then our dogs have eaten beef before okay <laughs> and i just always thought about this i was like they literally went up the food chain like they were down <laughs> here and now they're like up here like humans are at the very top and our pet dogs are right next to us <laughs> yeah that's true because they've eaten everything <laughs> we shark fin soup yeah like <laughs> like they've literally just moved straight up the food chain because like a dog would almost never normally eat beef yeah especially a dog our size yeah a dog our size would maybe eat like rodents and fish maybe yeah. at most but, but they would never hunt down a cow no they'll, they'll <laughs> never like no matter how many of my size dog <laughs> no, many, no matter how many eight pound taros there are they can't take down a cow oh yeah for sure they probably can't take down a pig oh yeah and they probably can barely beat a chicken maybe at best like ch- chickens are ferocious oh like, like lumi would run lumi's scared of everything yeah yeah so then i was thought about it. i was like man all these dogs and pets they literally jumped right up the food chain you know, they're probably the smartest animals they're like fuck the food chain we just have to be these people's best friends we just have to act like bitches once in a while yeah. and these people will slave over us yes we, we just work so you can make me we just live. have to sit <laughs> at their feet and we get to jump up the food chain to the very fucking oh, top yeah. like if you think about all the things we feed our dogs Lumi would never eat. The most recent wildest thing I bought for Lumi, every single time I go to the pet store, I like to pick out something that, like a little treat of something that she's never tried before. Yeah. So the latest thing that I got for her was kangaroo liver. Oh, yeah, Taro's had that too. <laughs> she would never fucking eat that shit in, in the wild. Taro's had bison. Taro's had deer. Taro's had lamb. He's, oh, yeah. had, he's had so many different types of fish. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, fucking these spoiled. animals in the wild would kill my dog instantly. Oh, yeah. Like, I've, sure. I've thought about this many times. I was like, how would my dog survive in the wild? And I was just like, there's no way. There's zero chance. We've evolved these animals to not survive yeah. without us. No, we would not at yeah. all. Yeah. Tar would die so fast. Like, you ever hear stories about, you know, a dog, like, getting lost and stuff and surviving and then be- being found, like, two or three weeks later? Yeah. No, Tara wouldn't last that long. Yeah. He-, he would last maybe a day at most, maximum. Lumi would just cry in a corner somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is Tara. He-, he would just keep shaking and crying in a corner until someone comes to yeah, find him. exactly. He would never live. So, I mean, for that part, I guess expectations versus reality... I guess I didn't really have any expectations on, on um, I guess my dog's survival. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now that I've had a pet, I just realized how much of a, like child they are. Huh. Uh, like they can't really do much with like like I feel like cats can do a bit better without us, but dogs I feel like they're completely useless without us. One hundred percent. Yeah. And something that I don't like about Lumi, sorry Lumi, is that she doesn't like playing by herself oh really so without me if i'm not there playing with her maybe sometimes she'll play by herself for like like half an hour max but other than that she'll just lay there and lay her head on her little paws and look like 
this is the worst life I ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> and then every once in a while you hear, <sighs> oh yeah, Tarl deep sighs all the time. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, you made me feel so guilty, man. I literally spent the whole day with you. Yeah. I mean, so recently we, we got this little laser toy and Tarl fucking loves that. He's like obsessed with that. Um, but he still wants to play ball sometimes. But it's kind of nice. Like when you're busy, you just turn that on and he'll just go and play that for like 20, 30 minutes. And uh, I actually think of all the dogs, uh, again, going back to expectation versus reality, I did think it was going to take a lot of effort. But surprisingly, um, for a dog my size, it's not too bad. So for Taro, he's only eight pounds. If I go for a 20 minute walk, he'll take like a three hour nap after. Oh, whoa, that's like, awesome. Like, I'll, I'll go for a 20-minute walk. He'll come home. I'll play, like, fetch with him for, like, five minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sell my career, do my own thing, and then he'll just go over to the couch and start napping. And then I just won't hear from him for, like, the next three hours. Uh, and then because he's so small, too, like, playing at home was re- is really easy. Like, I-, I can throw the ball, like, in my basement from one side to the other, and it's, like, kind of a workout for him. Yeah. Right. Uh, so nice. Lumi has too much energy. Yeah, like, I think my dog is... I forget what the thing is. It's like he's like beyond small. He's not just small. I think he's like a not, teacup. Yeah, like well, not nece- yeah, okay, not teacup. It's mini. Yeah, yeah. He's like a mini size, right? So for him, it's a lot easier. I do know a lot of people with bigger dogs. I do feel a lot worse for them for that because yeah. it feels like it's a lot more effort. Um, like I see some of my neighbors, they walk their big dogs like all the time. It feels like they're always walking their dog. Like, oh yeah. Every time I look out, they're fucking walking their dog. For sure, I would never own a big dog for many reasons, but like if I had a, one of them. If I had a huge backyard, then I would consider it. Um, or if I had a lot of time and a lot of commitment, I would consider it. But I feel like they'll be really bored at home and like restless. Yeah, because they also need the space, I feel. Yeah, yeah, that too. So, I mean, I always wanted a bigger dog, but I knew it wasn't possible as I grew older. I was like, there's some restrictions. And I feel like the more you research before you get a dog, the more stuff you learn. Like, okay, you kind of like narrow down what you want. Um, okay, so l- let's let's actually go through our dog buying process. Okay. Um, I think yours is kind of <laughs> okay. So okay, I'll 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 go through mine, and I kind of know Viv's because pretty much Viv and her at that time boyfriend asked me a bunch of questions, and yeah. I tried to help them as much as I could, uh, because they bought a dog I think like eight months after me, right, or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, very soon after, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So I feel like we- in our volleyball friend group, we all kind of got dogs all around the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, very similar timing. So I got a dog a lot at the same time as a lot of my other group of friends when they got a dog. Uh-huh. Uh, so my excuse for getting a dog, like I said, my parents never wanted one. Uh, but my excuse was that my dad just retired and he was going to be lonely at home. So if he had Taro, he could like, you know, hang out with him while he's at home and, you know. Uh, and it, it actually worked out really well. Like, that that side of it has been well. So, like, when he is at home not doing anything, he does have Tara to hang out with, oh, especially okay. in the summer. Um, but how I started is, like, I just started looking at... First, I looked at shelter dogs. I was just, like, looking at what they had at shelters. Uh, but then uh, from some research, I slowly realized that if you want something very tailored to your lifestyle, you can't get a shelter dog. Like, it's almost if you get a shelter dog, you have to tailor your life to kind of their yeah. needs rather than they will tailor to yours. They have a trauma. Yes. Uh, so then I knew I had to get it from a breeder. And then some specifics I had to find out is first you have to find out um, if there's any special stuff. So my parents made the excuse that they might be allergic. So I had to find a hypoallergenic dog. <laughs> I mean, they obviously aren't because like Lumi comes over all the time and they don't have issues with it. Oh, true. Uh, so then that was like, you kind of have to narrow down your breed. So that's, that's why I kind of knew like first you had to narrow down your breed. 
Uh, you did narrow down the size. So I yeah. knew my parents wanted something like sub 20 pounds. Yes. Uh, so I think that's a good range. I think like sub 20, you can put it in one category. You know, 20 to th- 20 to 50 is another category. 50 plus is like a whole other category. 50 plus is insane. Yeah. Um. So then the I think dog, you, you, the dog owns you at that point. Yeah, pretty much. So if you can think of the size, some special considerations, then you're pretty. You can pretty much narrow it down to like five breeds probably at that point. Because uh, there's only so many. And then also your area. So like within those breeds, there might be only like two or three breeders that can do the, do the things you want. Or like I guess have a dog that you actually want. Um, and that's kind of how I went through the research process. And then throughout the process, I just had to search up what my dog actually needs. Like what the first day stuff are, right? Yeah. So first day would be, you know, what kind of food it needs, what kind of bed it needs, what kind of setup it needs. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's how I kind of did my initial research. Um, and then I went through breeders through Kijiji. Um, and it's kind of like a hit or miss. I feel like you just go and you see. Like, I think I saw like three or four different dogs before we decided on, on Taro. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just like some things, I don't know, some things are unexplainable. It's just like the vibe didn't feel right or like, you know, it didn't feel like this was the right dog. I don't know. Like in a Buddhist way, my mom like says it's like fate. Like you oh, know, my mom says the same thing yeah, like my dog. Like if you feel it, you feel it. That's kind of like the fate to it, right? Uh, you don't have to think too much and like you never want to be rushed. Like if the person says, oh yeah, this is the last one left. Like, like yeah, my parents always like, no, like we don't want to be rushed to it. If like, if we get this dog, it's going to be a forever thing, so we don't want to be rushed, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the tips I can give to that. There's a lot of research, and there's not much I can help you with that because I feel like everyone kind of has to go through this experience on their own. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's definitely a, a learning process. And even when I was looking for my dog, so some of the requirements that I wanted was that I also wanted a small dog because I used to be actually really afraid of dogs. Like growing up, if I saw any dog, even like Taro size, I'd scream and run. Oh, yeah. And so I definitely wanted a small dog because I thought if there was a big dog, then I would not be able to easily control that dog. Yes. And because I I kind of like, I like watching surgery videos. Yeah. And growing up, a lot of like, or some of the reasons why people would go into surgery would be because of trauma wounds. And some of the videos I would see growing up would be when a dog or an animal goes kind of rogue and would like bite your face off or attack you in your sleep. Yeah. And so I thought I would definitely want a small dog because yeah. I could easily control it. So if Lumi went fucking ape shit, I, I could easily like stop that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also why I wanted a small dog. But another thing that I needed out of my dog was that I wanted it to be hypoallergenic and not shed because I hate seeing fur everywhere. And I never liked the idea of seeing fur all over my clothes because whenever I saw it on other people, I'd be like, damn bro literally just like you're gross like <laughs> wash your clothes or lint roll or something but lumi was actually the first dog that i went to see on my dog journey when i went to, when i was starting to go around and like visit breeders houses for or to check out their dogs lumi was the very first dog i saw and the second i saw her i was like well damn this is it that's too <laughs> not leaving without this and yeah damn yeah so unfortunately, I didn't meet one of my main needs because I'm I'm pretty badly allergic to dogs. Oh, uh, I mean, you get accustomed to it, no? Yeah, but for like the first year, I had to take allergy pills all the time. I bought an an air purifier. Yeah, and I had to constantly linroll everything, a vacuum, 
my bedroom and the bed like all the time because I kept uh, getting hives every single fucking day. God damn. Okay, so the other part is dogs are expensive. Yeah. Uh, COVID made it super expensive. Both Viv and I bought it before COVID. So for yes. us, it was relatively cheap. So Tara was a thousand, I think, or maybe a little under. Lumi was seventeen fifty. Yeah. So like th- it might sound expensive at the time, but now considering COVID, everything's like double or triple that price at least. Oh yeah, for sure. So like I think easily from a breeder, it's three thousand dollars now. Um, and th- that's what I was saying when you talk about these like arowana, these fishes being like like five or ten thousand dollars. That's kind of now being on par to dogs feels like it's kind of harder to justify because these fish don't show emotion that's true so cuddle them yeah there is a large emotional attachment like i feel like um so before this podcast we're kind of talking about like does this kind of relate to having a care not so obviously there's no like pain or the the stress of having an actual child, but I feel like the protection may be similar. Like I can never imagine something harming Taro. And I feel like if I even imagined that I would get like unreasonably angry. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, I I feel like there's that, that overwhelming protection you have of your dog, just because it's like your child It's like your child in some cases and not like your child in some. Um, so especially for small dogs, like I think for most times, big dogs kind of can hold their own. Uh, but I know for sure, like a small dog, they'll they're nothing in the world kind of thing. Like oh, yeah, they will sure. easily get hurt. Um, so I don't know. Like I'm very protective of Taro in that way. But he is uh, Taro's an asshole. Okay, I, I'll just put it out there. He barks at everyone and everything. <laughs> uh, he definitely knows how to hold his own. Like as in, like he'll he has he has a strong personality. Yes, like I I think one of the things I I remember like first of the dog part is like. A lot of people are okay with dogs being a bit rough. And you, you can kind of tell if this owner's new or not is because they're overprotective of their dog. Because uh, at the dog park, what I learned there was that your dog will get pushed around a bit, but your dog has to learn to say no. Yes. And then when your dog does that, then it's easier to protect itself. Right? Yes. Uh, so Tarot did, like, at first he was a bit shy, but now he has no problems with, like, barking at other dogs and getting them the fuck off. Uh, he does that all the all the time, actually. <laughs> In fact, to everything and everyone. <laughs> Seems like he doesn't like anyone unless he knows you. Uh, <laughs> One dog at the park is like, fuck you! Fuck you! And they're like, oh my god, Taro's back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Taro's really weird. So, um, going to that, what was your first, like, dog park experience like? Um, Lumi was actually... Lumi's generally been a pretty well-behaved dog. Like, I understood why Asian parents are so strict with their kids and why they feel so much pride when it comes to their kids because Lumi was has always been a really well-behaved dog. So when I b- first brought her to the dog park, she never, like, completely ran away like I thought she would and right. just never came back. Like, she went kind of far, but she would always make sure, like, even to this day, she always makes sure that I'm within reasonable distance. Yeah. And if I start walking another direction, she'll go in that direction or she'll just come back to me. So the very first time was just like that too. And I was pleasantly surprised that she was really well behaved and her recall was great. Oh nice, nice. Uh I don't I wouldn't say Tron not so much. So like he was mostly on the small dog park side, but he would he would like as soon as he goes to dog park he'll just like bolt off a bit. And then (laughs) he'll he'll do his own thing. But like after he's after he took a shat and after he smelled all the dogs, he'll kind of just like hover. He'll just like mm-hmm. be within your vicinity and then he'll kind of go where you are, but he'll still like, you know, sniff other dogs. And 
somewhat play with other dogs. He used to be a lot more playful when he was uh like younger. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's because of age or because he's neutered, but like when he got older, he just doesn't want to play as much. He he just wants to sniff a bit and he'll just chill, just chill, look at other dogs, sniff the ground, sniff the dogs. And then sometimes he'll see one or two dogs he likes to play with, but I feel like that's kind of rare. Like it doesn't happen as often as, as I want it to. Huh? Um. So yeah, I'm not too sure about that anymore. But like when he was first at the dog park, he was more shy. Like he was like pretty scared. Like the very first time, he was pretty much like right next to me the whole time. Aww. And then after he learned that, you know, it's safe and everything, he'll start playing a bit more. And as soon as I let him go at the dog park now, he'll just run off so he can go smell all the things he wants to smell. Yeah. He'll usually still eventually come back. Um, he's pretty well, like, like, I get what you mean, like, the whole following thing, and Tar would follow me for the most part. Um, he doesn't, like, he, I think he's scared of big dogs, so when we're on the big dog side, he'll, like, want to follow me even closer, because he's, like, kind of scared of them, but he'll always, like, like, verbally tell them he's scared. Like, he'll, like, bark at them to yeah. make them go away kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, or he'll, like, purposely av- avoid them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's pretty good on that side. But I feel like dogs are different when they're on leash. Like oh, for when Charles sure. on a leash, he's fucking ape shit on everything and everyone. Fucking he's like Lumi too, but I think that's definitely something that I I convinced her to be like. Oh, how? What do you mean? Because Lumi's part husky, and I've always wanted her to be more vocal in terms yeah. of like just talking a little bit more. Yeah. So whenever she would see another dog before, she would be like, rawr, 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 and yeah, like yeah. talk about that. So I'd hype her up and be like, oh, Lumi, what is that? Lumi, what is that? Or I'd be like, woof, 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 and keep talking with her. But now she's too hyped up, and I don't even do anything. So when she's on a leash or when we're in the, or when we're in the car and she sees another dog, yeah. she'll go fucking ape shit. <laughs> like ape shit. Like she'll start barking and like growling and like attacking the wall. But the second I let her off leash, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm fine now. Everything's fine. Yeah, I'm no I, longer." I think that's very similar to Tara. Like he, he would go crazy if he sees a human or a dog near me while he's on leash. But if we're not leashed and we're just like walking at the park and stuff, he wouldn't dare go up to any of the dogs and bark at them like that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they know. I also feel like he's worse when I'm around than when I'm not around. Like he's like spoiled when. When uh when when I'm around, so like if I'm around and we're at the vet office, he's actually like, kind of mean to the vet. But Aww. as soon as I'm out of the room, he's like super scared, and he's just like super super like nervous, and he just stays really still and let them do whatever they they want. Aww. But as soon as I'm there, he's like a really my dad's here. Watch out, yeah, bitch. yeah, that, that type of shit. <laughs> like every time I so he used to go to the groomer, and every time I brought him to the groomer. The groomer was always like, oh, he's the most well-behaved dog we ever had. I was like, what the fuck? This is not the Tara I know. I was like, what are you talking about? But I can tell, like, as soon as I pick him up, he was like, I was so scared in there. What did you do? Why did you drop me off here? Like, I can tell instantly. I put on my big boy pants, but it's been a little bit too long. I need some cuddles. So, uh, the groomer I used to go to was, lived actually near us. Uh Uh-huh. And whenever we walked by her house, he would he would cross the street. Like he'd be like, oh. I don't want to, I don't want to walk next to their house. That I want to walk on the hilarious. other side of the street. She's like, oh fuck that shit! <laughs> like he still remembers the house, and it's been like more than a year. Like it's oh, probably hilarious. been like two years since since we've been. And he'll like he'll like start tugging on the leash the other way as soon as we get to the house. Oh. He fucking knows. I swear, during COVID, when. You'd have 
to drop your dog off at the vet's office and like you couldn't go in for yeah. any appointments. Yeah. I swear they weren't as like nice to Lumi or maybe she needed that comfort of having me there for her to be okay. Yeah. Because she used to be pretty fine at the vets, but after COVID happened, now that we can go back into the vet's office, the second I go in with her, she starts shaking a lot. Uh, like, oh man, what the heck? And she gets so scared now, even when I'm there. Uh no, I, I like I know for sure Tara has always been scared, and I think it's better if I'm not there. Like I think every time if there's an ex- appointment that I'm not there, he's like very, like very good. Like he he, he has he causes no issues. Yeah, but I I know for sure he's scared. Like I think one time I was in the vet office with him, and uh they they, they need to take his temperature, and to do that they stick it up his butt. Oh, nice. So, like, he was shaking and he was looking at me. And then I was like, hey, it's okay. I was just like petting him. And then the doctor, the vet put in his butt and he instantly just went still. <laughs> he was just like, oh. <laughs> and he just stayed still for the whole time. He didn't even shake. And then as soon as they took it out, he just like, Did you okay. take a picture of this? No. but <laughs> he looks like, like, you know, if you watch anime sometimes, when they like freeze up, sometimes yeah. they're like, what is this beautiful sensation like, that I've just been exposed to? <laughs> well, you know, like that, but it's like you suddenly see rainbows and unicorns, <laughs> and sees him like frolicking through a little grassy field. <laughs> it's like um in in anime or in any cartoon where it's like a sudden moment of any realization, and they just have like a blank stare. <laughs> it's like they're just completely frozen, and I was like, oh shit, poor dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for the most part, he's been he's good with other people when i'm not around because he's scared shitless so he's not willing to do anything bad uh which isn't always great but gangster daddy isn't there yeah yep he is definitely a spoiled boy this one time i brought lumi in to get her you know glance expressed Mm. and they were like oh yeah we'll just do this in the back real quick and there were people walking in and out of the back room so like the door kept opening and closing so i could see I could see Lumi on a table and she was looking at me like, please fucking help me. <laughs> and when they started doing it, she would howl, not howl, she would like scream. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so I always hear for oh a lot of small dogs, that's like common. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, Charles never needed that. Uh-huh. Like for some reason, I guess his poop was always hard enough to do it for him. Um, but yeah, like luckily for me, because like it's just one less thing I have to, I have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, how do you deal with grooming for your dog? So because Lumi is a heavy shedder, I comb her every day. Like I brush her every single day. Damn. That's and then dope. I de-shed her twice a week. So I use a de-shedding comb and like go through her entire body every single week. That's a lot. of. And uh, then once a week after like on Saturdays, yeah. after I do like her de-shedding comb, I use one of those like tooth combs and actually go in like deep, deep to make sure I get everything. And then once a month or once every two months, I just bring her to an actual groomer so they could do it. Just like, so they spend the actual hours and do everything really properly in case right. I ever miss anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do with Lumi in terms of grooming her fur. Um, Lumi has naturally dry skin for some reason. So that's why I give her omega-3 oil. But then also every single night I put this like balm all over her paws so that her paws don't crack. And I put it on her nose because her nose gets kind of dry too. Um, bougie treatment. Yeah. For her paws and everything else, I trim her butt every once in a while so she kind of has like a corgi, juicy peach butt. Yeah. 
and trim her nails whenever they get too long. Um, I clean her eyes every single night. Yeah. So I clean her, I wipe her eyes with hydrogen peroxide. So I pour some hydrogen peroxide on a little Q-tip and I like wipe her eyes. And that's been amazing and has worked better than any other like tear her stain. actual eyeball? No, no, no. Like oh. her like tear stains. Oh, okay, okay. Like yeah. it's worked better than any other tear stain remover I've ever used. And that's actually like any tear stain remover that you use, it usually has some sort of like hydrogen peroxide in it. Oh, so if you just use hydrogen peroxide, it's way easier. And it's also like, it's not dangerous. Like I used to avoid it because I would be like, what the fuck? That probably burns her eyes or it sounds like it's too harsh. But then I did a lot of research on it and it's very, it's not harsh at all. Like you can even gargle it in your mouth, oh, which see. is what some dentists might recommend you do if you want to whiten your teeth once in a while right okay so i do that every single night and in the mornings i just use water to just clean around her eye area so that hydrogen peroxide doesn't like stay there Uh, or that because i find that if you use hydrogen peroxide to wipe away her tear stains then the next morning her fur around her eyes gets a little bit like hardened or it's not as soft right so then in the mornings i'll just use like uh water on a cotton pad and just wipe her eyes so that it like cleans the fur and everything's all free to go Oh, yours. Uh, you have. A, you seem like you have a very diligent process, like a very yeah. like scheduled and well timed process. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, and I brush her teeth once a week. Yeah. And I give her a dental treat once a week too, like on the opposite days that when I don't brush her. So I do like the most grooming on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I brush her teeth too, and then around like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, I give her a dental chew. Oh, okay. Basically. So- for Taro, it's been getting like progressively less and less effort. So like when I first <laughs> got him, like fuck you. <laughs> when I first got him, we brush him every day and all that stuff, and we did all those things. And he's a relatively small dog, but he hated brushing. Like everything yeah. he was little, he just fucking hated it. Uh, but he's also a hy- hypoallergenic dog, so like, uh, I don't know how different it is in terms of feel because I don't have long hair. But um, for us, we used to brush him every day and then bring him to the groomers once every three months, maybe. But groomers are expensive. They're like groomers are expensive. Like it's like a hundred bucks each time. Yeah, like around that range. Uh, so Charles being a high boiler drink dog and his fur growing out all the time, uh, mm. I just started grooming him myself. Uh, right. so now we just brush him once a week. It's actually not too bad. He doesn't get that many knots. It's usually around his armpit or his ears that he has knots. That's about it. Everything else is oh, pretty yeah. smooth. His ears too a lot. In her yeah, butt. and then um. Every month, I would... So, every month in summer, or every three weeks in the summer, I would just shave him. Like, just straight up shave Sometimes him. I wish I could do that with Bloomy, yeah. but you can't. And then, in the winter, I would only shave his sanitary area, so his penis and his butt, mm-hmm. and then his paw pads, and then I will trim his nails. And that would happen every, like, two or three weeks. So, like, trimming nails and paw pads happens every two or three weeks throughout the whole year. Brushing is once a week. Um... And then he doesn't get staining. Like, he doesn't get the tear staining that you're talking That's about. That's so nice. I, I don't know. Like, I guess something with his fur. He, he doesn't really get it. So, it's kind of weird. But all I do is, like, I'll, like, randomly go up to him. And then I'll, like, touch his, like, fur near his eyes. And it'll be, like, kind of crusty. Yeah. And then I'll just, like, brush it off. Like, I'll just, like, brush that part off. Yeah. And that's it. Sometimes when I see other dogs <clears throat> have, like, a shit ton of tear stains yeah, yeah. all over their eyes and their face fur, like, for um, Avenise puppies or yeah those kind of dogs i'm like god damn <laughs> like it looks like this dog's gone to war on his face <laughs> sometimes yeah. i wonder like 
No, for me, Taro's, it doesn't accumulate too much, and I do it, like, twice a day. Like, I'll just go in, I'll just go up to him, and then I'll, like, just check his face, and he, yeah. he just knows to chill, and then I'll just check for any of the dried-up tear stains and stuff, and then that's it. But it doesn't, like, stain his actual fur, so it's, like, pretty easy to remove. Um, And I don't really brush his teeth that often, I'll be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. He loves dental treats. Like, he wants dental treats as his actual treats all the time. Oh, yeah, Lumi loves dental treats, too. Like, she yeah. gets so excited to get them. Yeah, Uh, and um, I think last year, and we won't be doing this year, Huh? What we'll probably do next year. Last year, he just got a teeth cleaning at the vet. Oh, how how was that? I'm curious. I kind of want to bring Lumi. Uh, so they put your dog under for it, uh, huh? and then they'll do the cleaning. I don't remember the cost, but I think it's not cheap. I think it was like four or five hundred dollars. Oh Jesus! Uh, but it's, it's pretty like it's very clean after. Yeah. And I think if you like brush irregularly, like I do. You could probably clean it once every two years, I'd say. Like, it's a trade-off, right? Instead of cleaning it all the time, yeah. you pay a sum of money once every two years. Yeah. Uh, but so far, like, Tar just did his annual checkup. They said everything's fine. His teeth's okay. Like, there's a little bit buildup, but it's not too bad. Um, so I'm not too concerned. The only thing with him is, like, health-wise, it's just the whole pan- pancreas thing. Uh, but other than that, he's, as they say, a very healthy dog. So I was like, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, grooming wise, that's about all we do. I usually fuck up his haircuts too, but like <laughs> he grows on his fur so fast, especially in the summer, that it doesn't like within two weeks he looks back to normal. Oh yeah, I remember giving him some haircuts before too. That was so cute. I yeah, like a nice auntie then. Yeah, yeah, like it's very easy to cut his hair in the winter. We just don't do it because he's cold. If we do it, huh. uh, so we just do his like sanitary areas, and it's not that dirty. Like I find winter actually the least dirtiest. Yeah. Like I like in the summer they get so much mud. Yeah, it's like them. spring, summer, fall. Like any spring, trend, holy spring's shit. the worst. Like I think once it gets warm, I'm gonna shave him. Like just yeah. shave him straight up, and it's just so much easier to clean him. <clears throat> I need to figure out. Like last year, I struggled so much because it was kind of it. It's like just me when I bring her to the dog parks now, yeah. and before when I would go, we would always I'd always go with like another person, yeah. and so. It would be either me or the other person holding Lumi when Lumi would get muddy as shit because Lumi's a long-haired dog and she would yeah. get so fucking muddy. Like, Lumi normally avoids puddles and all that stuff, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. But when the seasons are changing and things are melting, it's kind of inevitable for her to get a little bit muddy. Yeah. And so before, we would have somebody hold her. One person would hold Lumi on the way home before she can get to, the, like, the bathtub so she doesn't dirty the car. Yeah. But last year, I had so much trouble and I just kept getting my fucking car seats dirty as Ugh. shit. Like, eventually, I bought a car seat cover, but then she would get my, um, like, my the side of my door dirty or the front of my car dirty because I can't hold her while I drive. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a pain <clears throat> in the ass. So this year, I need to figure out a, a new way to, um, like, transport her or wash her before I go. I started bringing a little... Like, every time before last year, I would start bringing, like, a huge water bottle yeah. and, like, a towel so I could at least try and wipe her off as much as I can. But if her actual fur gets really dirty, then I would try and, like, wrap her in a towel and tell her to, like, stay down by the floor. But yeah. it was pretty futile most of the point. So I need to figure out a new, Damn. A new way. I don't know. Maybe some on-the-go shower thing, probably. That's my best mm. guess. I have no idea. I'm pretty lucky because Tar's so tiny that I'll put a towel on my lap or something and he'll just sit there the whole time. So nice. And then I'll just pick him up, put him on the ground, and he'll just run into the backyard and then it's fine. So, I mean, it's also the other 
like thing I've thought of when we got our dog is like like a smaller dog, like less food, less shit kind of thing. So oh, less. Yeah, food I to can't deal imagine with. having a big dog. Dude, I've seen their poops shit. before, and it's like a grocery bag. Like you need a grocery bag to pick it up. Not not you know how we use our like doggy poop bags. No way, a grocery bag. Okay, I've seen these big dogs poop before, and it's fucking insane the amount of poop they come up. They look like your poop. I mean, some of them are like my size, right? Like Jesus. some of them are like a hundred pound dogs, right? And they would poop a stupid amount of food. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I'm just like very fortunate that Taro is so tiny. He has these tiny poops that oh, yeah. fits in my hand. Like I'll put the garbage bag and I can grab it in one hand. Oh yeah, and yeah. I just yeah. tie it off, and it's like perfect. Yeah. Um, Lumi's poops are like like the length of a Twinkie at max. Oh, absolute max, and they're always really skinny. Like like they're as thick as like a permanent marker. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> have you um have you ever had some like crazy experience with your dog? Oh yeah, multiple times. So this one time, I didn't know that Lumi <clears throat> Lumi shat herself. Oh jeez. Like we or I let her out to go. I let her outside. Because Lumi likes to hold in her poops. She's like oh. those people that don't like pooping outside and will only poop at home. Lumi does that. Unless we're outside for a very long time. Wait, she only wants to poop at the... She mostly only poops at home. At the yard? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, so before we would go to the... Or before I would go to the park, Yeah. I'd let her out so that she could go poop so she yeah. doesn't have to hold it in because she normally doesn't like going at the park anyways. Really? Yeah. Oh, like she'll pee at the park more often than she'll poop. Tar loves shitting at the park. The first <laughs> thing he does when he gets to the park is take a shit. He's like, oh great, this is the perfect spot for it. But yeah, so this one time I let her out and then I was like, okay, let me come back in. And right when she came in, um, we went straight to the dog park. So I didn't even think to like check or anything. Because normally I, I'll check her behind. Like our process is I'll let her in. She'll come in and she'll sit down right in front of the door. And yeah. I'll grab a wet wipe and I'll wipe her butt. In her sanitary area. And then I'll wipe her feet with another wet wipe. But this one time, we were going to the dog park right after. So I didn't bother checking. And so I just picked her up, got in the car, put her on my lap and started driving. And the dog park was like five minutes away. So I didn't really think much of it. Right. So I sat her on my lap. And then midway there, I was like, something fucking stinks. And I looked down and there was diarrhea all over my fucking lap and all all over her butt. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. (laughs) And then when I so I like turned around because I was close enough because the pet or not the pet, the dog park is really close, was really close to my house before. So I turned around because I was like, I'm not going to the dog park (laughs) with shit on my pants. So I turned around and then when I got back home, when I lifted her up, she shat again. And I like lifted her up with my like hand on like her thigh. So it's kind of near her butt. She oh. shat on my hand. Oh. Like pure pure like kind of shit on my hand. And then I think she was she wasn't feeling that well. So when I was carrying her into the garage, she also vomited on me. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? Man? <laughs> this is so fucking gross. Oh. And so I had to like hobble into the house and like make sure none of the shit that's on me like drops onto the floor yeah. or drops anywhere on my way up to the bathtub. It was it was horrendous. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, the only no, actually, my stories aren't even that bad. Uh, so Tar's never done anything that bad. Sometimes he pukes at home, like for what whatever reason. Um, you know, probably ate something bad or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that I kind of just is, to me is just whatever because like he'll give me really good warnings, 
And then I just like get out of my room. And then, like, <laughs> get the <up. laughs> He's like, Dad, I'm about to vomit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Tara's such a good boy. <laughs> he says good warning. <laughs> like, he'll be really loud. Like, the whole sound of him. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, get out of my room. <laughs> and then I'll force him out. And he'll puke on the hardwood, which is easier to clean. Oh, yeah. Than the carpet. Um, The only other, the only time we ever had an issue was that um, Tara's very scared of the rain. Yeah. For a reason, he's fucking terrified of the rain. Like, I remember one time he had to pee so bad, but he wouldn't do it. So my dad went out with an umbrella with him. That's Lumi, too. <laughs> Holy shit. And that's when he was willing to pee or poop. Uh, but one time he wasn't willing to do it at all outside and he pooped in the basement. Um, just like a turd, like right in the middle of the basement. But he made it like a very obvious place. It's like the first thing you see as soon as you get to the basement. <laughs> so I was like, well, at least I didn't have to go find. I didn't, I didn't have to search for this poop, right? Yeah. Um. So that was good. But no, that's the only poop story I had for Tara. Like oh, he's had so diarrhea nice. before, but it was always like in the backyard or like while we we're on a walk and stuff. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not. Like, There's nothing for me to pick up. Like I, oh. I can't pick this shit up. Like I literally can't. How nice. Yeah. So, but he, so when he had the pancreas issue, he was uh pooping blood. Right. I remember that. Yeah. So that was kind of scary. I was so worried. Yeah. It was kind of scary, but it was on snow, so it was very obvious, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's definitely blood, right? Uh, but very soon after we found out why, it was like he had too much fat in his diet and stuff. He just had to cut back a bit. And uh, ever since we kind of like brought him to the vet. Like, we brought him to the first time, and then we brought him to a second time. And after the second time, like, we narrowed down exactly what it is. We changed his diet, and ever since then, he's never had issues. Uh, like, he'll have the occasional, like, puking a bit, but I think that's just because, like, my mom may have gave him something on the table that she shouldn't have. Uh, but that's not too bad in terms of him. Uh, one crazy story I have of Taro is um, the... The one time we brought, I think you may or may not have been there, but we we and the volleyball group brought all our dogs to the dog park, the Buena Vista one, the one near Harlock Park. Yeah. And uh, Taro is the biggest shit starter. So, like, he would just bark at random dogs, and then the dogs would get so hyped because Taro's barking at them, right? Oh, I think I was there. And yeah. And we we're, we're all like, oh, fuck, we should probably leave, right? Yeah. And then uh, there's this one big dog that was, I actually don't know how it started. But I know how it ended. So, like, I'm not sure exactly what happened. But then I think one of the dogs bit our friend's dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then our friend's dog retaliated and bit their dog. And then they're all barking. And, like, it's not just two of them. It's, like, a bunch of other dogs joining in. It's literally just, like, a huge, giant ball of dogs, right? And then Tar was barking at them the whole time. So, at first, he wasn't (laughs) near them. He was just, like, away from them. He was just barking at them. But then they got a little close. So, then he started, like going into them and start barking at them right and then uh the big dog tried to bite taro and taro's really small so the big dog's like whole jaw is like taro could be inside his whole jaw kind of thing um so the big dog tried and then he stopped when like everyone else appeared and then i picked up taro and as soon as i picked up taro he had a harness and his harness buckle broke so like the big dog like clamped on the harness buckle right, and I it broke that. the harness buckle yeah and then i was like you fucking little shit starting all this shit right now <laughs> uh like he wasn't initially involved like he didn't like cause the whole scrimmage going on but he was like like you know like being too nosy and like barking and getting into it like he tried to like you know stay with us but he kept barking at the other dogs that got too near yeah uh, so he was not a fan of that for sure <laughs> And I was like, "Holy shit, Tar! You literally almost died." Fucking <laughs> like, Tar! If man. I wasn't there, you would have had that. Because for the most part, whenever Tar gets into shit, um, especially with other small dogs, I just leave him be. I just be like, "Okay, he's gonna bark. They're gonna bark. Then they're just gonna like leave." Right? Uh-huh. Like it's it's just it's just 
he's just telling the other dog, I don't want to play with you. So then most dogs would just take that as a sign and just walk away. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, or if they don't walk away, Tar will walk away and bark at them at the same time. He'll like walk a bit and then bark and then walk a bit and bark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so usually like I'm not too concerned. I'm like, okay, Tar can handle himself and tell other dogs not to come. Um, and that's good enough. But that was a different situation. It was kind of a weird situation. And I feel like after that, he's like a bit more timid with big dogs. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, <laughs> but when he heard that the harness broke, he was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> that was like his armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. shit. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then also, the thing is, Tar's very known to like bark at bikes. <laughs> like so. I remember <laughs> that one time you and I went to the dog yeah. park, and some guy kept biking back and forth, yeah. and Tar kept being like, "What the fuck? Fuck you! Fuck yeah, you!" Yeah. So like, so if we're at the small dog park. Uh, all the dogs will be playing and then all of a sudden you hear a dog bark and run and that's my dog and that's literally just because the bike's coming by and like the, <laughs> the, everyone would just turn and just see it and you just see the bike because he's so small and slow like when Taro runs he looks like he's really fast like there's wind in his face he has a lot of fur so he looks like he's going like supersonic speed uh, but in reality he's slow as fuck like, he has such <laughs> tiny legs like he doesn't go that far right but he looks like he's really fast but then you'll see this bike going by very like not super slow but like at a decent pace and then my dog is slowly trailing behind and then just like a bark that goes throughout uh, and like he's just known at the park for being like that dog because like he's the only one that does it consistently like oh, all so the funny. time that's so yeah. cute yeah. he's a, he, so like one time we tried to bring him on a like bike ride like, we try to, like, put him on a leash, and, like, I bike, and he just run next to me. Yeah. And he literally just, like, four foot pushing against the gravel the whole time. He's like, nope, I'm not doing it. He'll start, like, cumbling and shit. He's like, I'm still not doing this. I'm not going to run with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I refuse to. So we end up putting him in my backpack, and we just, like, bike the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, he's just not a fan of bikes. I guess bikes, skateboards, maybe. Just any smaller thing that rolls. Uh, he's fine with cars and buses and trucks and stuff. It's literally just smaller stuff. Yeah, especially motorcycles. He's not a fan of those. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, it's the next level bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then if it becomes four wheels, he's like, ah, oh, no, you, you, you good, you good. You're fine, you're fine. Yeah, like, he, like if there's a loud car that goes by, he'll look, and it's not a bike, and he'll just he'll like, just all right, you got two extra wheels. I'm yeah, on to yeah, you, yeah. bud. But as soon as it's a bike, he'll go insane. It could be the quietest bike, and he'll go insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's weird like that. That's so cute. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I don't have any other really crazy story. He's a very uh like low maintenance dog. I'd yeah. Say. Like I I know some of my friends have high maintenance dogs. He's relatively low. Like he's annoying, but he's also very low maintenance. Like it doesn't take a lot of effort to tire him out, and um, like he just naps or he just chills around you when he's tired and stuff. I feel like Lumi's pretty high maintenance. Mm. Or kind of the. Like- for attention stuff yeah the one weird thing he does do uh is i think a lot of people know this but like we have cctv cameras at home so we have outside security cameras and it, it projects onto a monitor upstairs and tar will stare at that monitor like all day like he will just look at the monitor so in, i think most dogs will like hear stuff and they'll go out and check what it is and bark and stuff or they'll smell something but Tar would look at the security camera, <laughs> and if the security camera shows someone coming, then he'll go and check what it's it is. Smart ass dog. <laughs> so like he's just I used chilling. to be a security man in my past life. <laughs> I mean, so like what my dad always says before he leaves the house is that he has to give him a treat, and he's like, "Oh, this is like taxing, or this is payment for the security services, right?" <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Tar is literally like cheating the security system by just looking at the camera That's instead so of actually cute. using his senses. <laughs> so he'll literally just lay there all day. 
can I just stare at? And sometimes he'll bark, but I have a security camera also facing my garage, like inside my garage. Uh-huh. So it's my it's just my dad working in the garage. And he just start barking. I was like, you know who he is. And then like I'll let him out and then he'll like look in the garage and then be like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> All right. It's, it's yeah. dad again. Yeah. yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, but he's actually pretty lucky too because in the summer, if my dad's working outside, he'll just be outside the whole time. Like he'll suntan the whole time with my. Oh, that's and, like, so nice. My dad would be like doing like yard work or like doing whatever in the garage, and he'll just be suntanning the whole time. Um, like I think there's days that he's been outside like literally for a good twelve hours. Yeah. Like we have a water bowl from outside too. Yeah. So he'll literally just suntan, and then he'll chase birds, suntan, and do that the whole day. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. He loves chasing the birds, so like. I think the birds know that too. So like they'll swoop really low, like mm-hmm. lower than normal to like go almost near Taro to oh annoy him. And then Taro would just start barking and running around. <laughs> You're like, get off my property. Get off my property. Lumi has a strange affinity to bees. Oh, really? So at the place where I last lived, there was this plant that cl- that attracted a lot of bees. And yeah. Lumi would go outside and like bark at them and play around with them. And they would always fly around her. And I'd be like, one day you're gonna get fucking stung and you're gonna you're gonna learn your lesson. Mm. But she would always try and bite them or play with yeah. them or shake the tree that they're on. Yeah. I don't know. She just really likes them. Yeah. Tarl I don't know if he does that with bees or not. I think he's actually kind of like similar to us. He's like annoyed with like bees and wasps. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with them. But he always chases butterflies. Like all the fucking time. Oh. He always tries to eat them. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know if he's ever gotten any I know he's eaten some ants before and we told him not to. We're like, yeah. hey, stop doing that. And then he'll like stop. Um, so he knows we don't like that, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think he definitely takes full advantage of summer. Like, he's That's outside so all the time. That's so cute. And like, we have like a pretty good sized yard, especially for a dog his size. Uh, it's completely enclosed, so like, he pretty much has a whole yard to himself. Yeah. Uh, so he, I don't know. Like, he he takes full advantage of it, and we also have like fake grass just for him too. So like, he loves laying in the fake grass while the sun's out. Aww. Yeah. What a lucky dog. He's, he is spoiled. <sighs> Lumi used to have this issue with her eyes where she would run inside tall grass with her eyes fully open. Oh, yeah, you talking about that. Yeah, and at first I'd be like, what the fuck? Because when I, I would bring her in, because she would she used to get all these infections, eye infections, where she'd get like pus coming out, like yellowy pus coming out of her eyes. Yeah. So instead of tear stains, the area around her eyes would be really yellow and like, like pus. Yeah. And when I first saw it, I'd be like, what the fuck? I thought she had a really bad eye infection. I brought her to the vet and the vet was like, oh, this is very common in puppies because puppies like to play a lot and they don't know to close their eyes when they get into tall grass. So I thought, oh, okay, stop. yeah, this is just like a puppy thing. But Lumi is freaking three years old now and every single, every single summer, it still fucking happens. And this one time I like sat there and I watched her go into tall grass. I was like, all right, she's going to close her eyes now. And I literally saw this bitch open her eyes even bigger and just run straight into the grass. <laughs> and then the next day she got the biggest infection of her life. And I was like, this, this girl's fucking dumb sometimes. Yeah, like the good part about Tara is like he's scared of everything. Like he's scared of a box for example like just, yeah. it could just be any box and he's fucking terrified of it like he, like if you put his ball in it like he loves playing with the ball yeah. he'll be terrified of getting his ball um so he's scared of everything so as soon as he sees tall grass he won't even go in he'll be like uh <laughs> no thanks i don't know what's in there i'm not sure that's so cute yeah Lumi, Lumi, when she goes in tall grass she also um jumps around like she's a dolphin oh yeah it's yeah. so freaking cute yeah oh tarl when he's super excited to play he does the the hopping yeah. yeah, yeah, the hopping. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll hop around for the ball at first when he's super excited. Yeah, how cute! How cute! I recently got a furball for Christmas. Oh yeah, and unfortunately, Lumi's scared of it. 
So every single time it moves, she runs away and she leaves the entire floor that the furbo is on. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. A waste of a furbo. So I need to try and train her to get used to it, but she doesn't like el- electronics, so. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hard. The only thing, I mean, I think Tar wouldn't be a fan, but he likes, uh, Tar's pretty much a cat in the dog's body. Like, he loves cat toys. Uh, any cat toys he loves he loves cats themselves and uh he loves laser pointers and we have this new toy for him it's like a laser pointing thing that like just makes a path and he just like chases it the whole time uh and it's been great he loves that he wants to play with it all the time Mm. um and he's like a like the way he plays is he'll play until he has until he's thirsty then he'll go drink water and he'll Mm. play some more and he'll play until he's hungry and then he'll go eat and then go pee and stuff and then he'll Sometimes want to play, but then sometimes he'll just nap after. I mean, oh, nice. I think he knows his own limits, which is pretty good. It's a well-behaved dog. I mean, like, maintenance-wise, he's pretty good. With other people, he's pretty shitty. He loves barking at everyone. Um, the, like, the good and bad thing is that, like, if he were to bite you, um, it would barely hurt. Yeah. It might be, like, a little, like, a small needle type of thing. Uh, at most. Like, at maximum. Yeah, like there's like almost no damage if he does do that, uh, or none at all. Like, or it won't even penetrate skin. Yeah. Um, but sometimes he's super annoying, and sometimes we have to like, like especially when we have guests over, we have to like really get him to understand that they're like guests. Um, it's somewhat understandable because it's like his territory kind of thing. But yeah. Uh, okay. The other thing I think we can talk about other than our dogs is uh, how animals are treated in other parts of the world. Uh, I think <clears throat> dogs in North America, most pets in North America are like very spoiled. Yeah. I would uh, say so. In general. Yeah. There's obviously people that don't treat their dogs well and other people that abuse their animals. But yeah, I think the culture in North America generally treats animals really well. Yes. Uh, so my family, my dad's side of the family has a farm in Vietnam uh-huh. <clears throat> and they have some dogs, but those dogs are way different. Those are like protect your house dog type of dogs. right? Yeah. Like, the dogs who will, like, alert you if there's a thief nearby or if there's, like, other stuff nearby that could, like, mm-hmm. damage your stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, one crazy story I heard from them before is that there's this one dog that they had that got stolen. Like... Stolen. I think some people, like, lured her out and, like, took her and stuff. Huh. And in that part of the country, like, you know, if you're hungry, you eat dog kind of thing. Oh, no. <clears throat> um, but... Or somehow, in some way, that dog broke free and came back, like, two months later. Oh, what a smart dog. Yeah, I know, right? It's pretty crazy. But, like, there they use the dogs, like, very, um, like, they're a part of their labor force kind of thing like that, right? Mm. And, like, they don't really feed them. So, like, the dogs kind of, like, find their own food or they just find scraps and stuff. Oh, and they're not, like, malnourished or anything? Um, Like sometimes if they see that they're like sick or anything or there's any issues they'll like give them some food on purpose uh and the puppies they'll give them food sometimes but once the dogs are bigger they just find their own food kind of thing interesting yeah they're very like it's kind of a weird combination of being wild and tamed at the same time yeah 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 Uh, but they are like guard dogs and stuff so yeah it's pretty interesting on that side of the world i mean i think most of europe is probably similar to us I would say so i can i can never imagine okay i saw this one video a long time ago because i don't know the internet has fucked up videos sometimes yeah where it showed in somewhere in vietnam this dog market oh yeah and it showed somebody preparing a dog oh yeah 
and it was so fucking gruesome so it showed them picking up the dog and then the guy had like a this giant hot ass walk yeah and he just threw the live dog on and then you could hear the dog like scrambling trying to get off the walk and then the guy just like poured a bunch of hot water on it and the dog kept screaming and I, and then oh, at that point i was like up. holy fucking can't watch this that's fucked up it's so <clears> fucked <throat> up so so fucked. I, holy I, mean, shit, I wish i could unwatch that video if i could i mean i'll probably get in trouble for saying this but like i'm not gonna judge or i'm not like i'm not kind of too against if they do eat it like like they eat a pig like the similar type of thing they do like if they raise dogs to eat just like we raise cows to eat it's kind of like just how their lifestyle is and how that part of the world might be um but i am against like not humanely killing the animal before eating it i agree for sure go ahead i was just gonna say like i know a lot of people in north america are super against eating dogs i know in general they're like like i wouldn't want to but at the same time i i think people are kind of narrow-minded in terms of like the demographic and the geographic location like maybe that's all that can be raised and maybe they're not smart enough to know that's not the most efficient because like sheeps and stuff are probably more efficient in terms of meat um but you can't really like demonize people for stupidity kind of thing and it's their kind of way of life so i don't know it's, it's kind of tough to say because like they could come back to us and be like hey we have pigs as pets and you guys are just you know like mass farming them and eating them at mass right like it's yeah. crazy too right so i agree i think that it's definitely a difference in culture from north america to yeah. the other countries in the world and how they view dogs and whether dogs are pets or their food but i think that i completely agree um cows and pigs should be treated just the same because yeah like if cows and pigs are also very intelligent and they actually also kind of act like dogs yeah like I, I mean some arguments i always hear from people is be like they're raised to be eaten i'm like well you can raise anything to be eaten. like i could raise humans to be eaten if i wanted to yeah like, exactly you, you, you could do it that argument doesn't really hold true it's just like different culture right mm. like and it's probably like <clears throat> this might sound bad but like if i were to compare some of the crazy like mass farming or like factory farming of like chickens and stuff and compared to like raising dogs there to eat, I'm like, I don't know, like if one is better than the other. Like they're both just as shitty, maybe even equally. It's definitely not. And this this one time, I went down this long ass rabbit hole for PETA videos. Oh yeah. And I felt so bad for all the animals. I was yeah, like, yeah. fuck this shit. I'm becoming vegan. And I tried oh. very hard be- to be vegan for two months, and yeah. that's the limit that I could go for mm. because I don't know. I wasn't <clears throat> up. I didn't do enough research on nutrition and I was so fucking tired every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I'd be a vegan if it was easier. I, I think maybe one day there's a way, but I think for now I don't foresee it. Like, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Maybe I'm greedy, but it's kind of tough to justify. One, it's like way more expensive. Yeah, for sure. So like, like even being a vegan itself, if you're any, if you're low income of any sort, you, you can't like, there's just no way. Hmm. like you have to buy meat it's you just have to and then um i don't know i just can't completely get my mind around the whole world trying to be vegan like i don't see it being a way so it's yeah. not sustainable i don't think there's a way i mean they could try to farm better i actually don't know if that's the right solution but i don't know i was just gonna say i saw this video online yesterday where someone was talking about how great canned chicken is canned chicken canned oh canned chicken, chicken. Because it's like, what was it? They said it had like 30 grams of protein. 
Yeah. And four grams of fat or something like that in one can. Yeah. And like the can is like the size of a regular tuna can. So that's a fuck ton of protein for yeah. one meal. Yeah. And so I was like, oh shit, maybe I should hop on some canned oh, chicken. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've had it before. I, I think the only... Con- texturally really weird. Yeah, texture's weird. Oh, uh, God. There's not much you can do with it. The problem is it's over salted. And then you can't really transform the flavor anyway. Like, it'll always taste like canned chicken, if that makes sense. Like, there's always a quality to it that you can't compare it to, like, raw. Is it, like, raw tuna versus canned tuna? <clears throat> it's very different. Yes. Well, no, like, oh, God. I think raw I think raw chicken and canned chicken is more similar than comparing raw tuna and uh, and canned tuna. Um, but it's, like, similar, I guess. Like, like there's... The, the the difference between the raw and canned fish is a lot more than the chicken, but it's just I find it impossible to transform it. Like I've tried it, like I've tried canned food for a bit in my diets because they are right. It's cheap and it's like you you could do quite a bit with it. Yeah. Um, but it feels like it's not worth it. Like flavor, taste wise, it's not worth it. And if you truly like, um, do your meal plan and scale, you actually get about the same pricing. Oh damn. Like, if you buy a lot in bulk and mm-hmm. you can freeze and, like, you put a bit more effort in, you could get it about the same pricing. <clears throat> so so then, to me, it wasn't, like, really worth it at that point. I no, see. can dog. That's a different <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I also think being, um, being vegetarian would be quite hard, too. But being vegan would be... I don't know. For me, it's just too hard so to do hard. any of the egg and cheese is the hardest yeah. part. So like and honey, honey is a huge staple in my life because I refuse to eat sugar. <clears throat> but I think even some soy sauce aren't strictly vegan too. I, I think they use some type of like meat broth and stuff in it. Um, yeah, in the processing. Of or it. if there's too much yeast in something, some people argue that it's no longer vegan, which is like what the fuck. Yeah, which is kind of weird because um, to some point, you can't proxy it that far. So you can't just keep saying like, oh, because of this and stuff. Because if you proxy that far, you can't eat any food. So like if you eat corn, for example, when they when they cut the corn, they're killing a lot of animals too, right? Like yeah. mouses and squirrels and like birds and stuff as yeah. they're like clearing the cornfields. Uh, so you're technically killing animals at that point too, right? If they're mm-hmm. building a factory to make the vegetables and or to can the vegetables or whatever you eat, uh, that's taking up space for other animals that they probably had to kill to build. So it's kind of like if you proxy too far, it's kind of it's unrealistic. so difficult. Yeah, yeah, and like not being able to use beeswax products and things like that. Yeah, I mean, like you can't use deodorant too, right? That has gelatin in it or some shit like that. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, gets pretty know. tough. It's too hard. Um, but okay, one last question. Uh, are there any limitations to like animals you wouldn't eat and stuff? I'm actually not that explorative when it comes to food. Oh, okay. So I am, aside from, I want to say <laughs> okay, I am okay. like your unseasoned neighbors, <laughs> mm. where aside from like Chinese food and stuff, I don't eat any of the crazy things. So I have never tried balut because I can't get my mind over it. Okay. I've never tried chicken feet. Can't get my mind over it. Can't, I've never tried tripe. I see. No tripe, no chicken feet, no. Wow, you're very. Yeah, no liver, no, is no it just, organs at all of any sort. Is it mental or is it like physical? Definitely mental. Oh, okay. Like you don't have like a gagging thing with it or? It's not that. It's more like I assume it's going to taste really gamey and I also just can't get my mind over thinking that I'm eating in fucking organ for some reason. And really? I, I tried really hard to eat a chicken feet because this one time I went with, I went with someone, 
I went with someone to a restaurant and they tried getting me to eat chicken feet and I couldn't even put it in my mouth without gagging because I was like, the second it comes close to my mouth, all I hear is, bah, bah. <laughs> like, oh God, I can't do it. I can't do it. So right. I've never been able to do any of that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, at all. I'm quite the opposite. I think I would try anything and I think I have tried anything I've been presented. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm pretty open with that stuff. I think the grossest thing or the most like ish gross ish thing I do is I like I really fucking enjoy eating shrimp heads. I think that's yeah. That's Cause that's you're like sucking out the shrimp brains, you yeah. know. But that's like the most wildest Wait, isn't thing. Isn't it I do. with the shell kind of weird or Pardon? Isn't the shell kind of weird or like you like if you have a sh- a big ass shrimp, yeah. then you like peel off the head, then yeah. you like suck the head, and then you eat the rest of the meat. Oh, okay, but you throw away like the shell of the head and all yeah. that stuff. Like okay. I don't like e- actually eating the skin. Oh, okay. but I'll yeah. suck out the brains. Dude, sometimes I'm too lazy and I eat the skin of the shrimp. Yo, doesn't th- th- I don't get that? Like, doesn't it taste like you're eating paper or plastic? Mm. Even if you deep fry it really, really crispy, it never breaks down like something crispy would. It still like flakes as if you have oh exactly like if you didn't descale a fish properly and you still have some scales left mm, over in yeah. your dish. I feel like it has that same texture. Yeah, I mean sometimes I'm too lazy to peel it, so I'm just like fuck it. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's not like I don't know benefit and effort level in comparison. It's pretty good. The true, true. benefit to effort ratio is not too bad. So yeah. it's 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 pretty good. Um and. By the way, that was just a random topic question when we talked about food and stuff. Uh, we didn't intend for pet and, you know, what's the craziest thing <laughs> you eat to be on the same podcast. Uh, but it is. Um, with no... And it comes hand in hand yeah, in this world. A little-ish. Uh, I mean, I've eaten some bugs before too and stuff, but... Oh, I would never. Oh, really? Like, even... Like, I really want to try, like, deep-breast scorpion or something. God, no, I would not. I would definitely try that. But I think I've eaten, like, explored. crickets and all that shit before. Ooh, oh, um, my God. I don't know what's the most wild thing I've eaten. Like I've I've had balut before. I don't think that was that wild. But um, would you ever try mosquito patty? <clears throat> I watched this video where somewhere in Africa they like to collect mosquitoes because they're near this village or some shit is near like a large lake. Yeah. And in the summer, or I guess it's always summer there, but they would <laughs> grab these huge ass nets or like these big ass bowls and like basically catch all the mosquitoes in the air and they would mush it all up until it becomes this black paste and then they would fry it oh. into little patties. Yeah, I would probably try it. Oh, uh, fucking God. But I th- cannot. there's also a difference between eating by necessity and eating by desire too. So yes. like, like, actually, I don't know. I, honestly, if I saw it on the menu, I would I would be intrigued. It's just something different. Like I'm a, I, I I'd like be to try intrigued stuff. to see you eat it, just because I know you. <laughs> oh god, I can never. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I, I like to explore when it comes to food. I just can't deal with uh, alive stuff. I can deal with raw. I can't deal with alive. So well, I like can't the eat. octopus stuff. So I've had the squid oh. in Korea, but it's already cut up, so mm. it's dead. Like, like it's just dead. But it's yeah. just like the nerves of it is still moving and stuff. Uh, I've had that before. But I just can't deal with something that's actually alive. Like, like what? Um, like, I think in Japan they do a thing with frogs where the frog's still kind of alive. Um, but I like cannot. pretty much anything I eat, I just want it to be dead. So like either raw or cooked doesn't matter. But as long as it, it's dead, and I don't want to like, ideally it's killed humanely. But if it's not, I don't want to look. I don't want to even see. I don't want to even get near that situation. Like, uh-huh. yeah, so. Because I understand, I don't know, like whatever cultural way you do it, I don't 
like it is what it is mm-hmm. um i just don't want to be involved because i i actually don't i can't kill i don't know like like a part of my religion is i can't kill but like a part of me like i just can't do it like a part of me has such a hard time um hurting animals like and like you ever like bi- bisected uh or di- dissected was it a frog in science class yeah i couldn't do it i i had a hard time i i actually couldn't break the rib cage it just felt weird to me i cannot i actually i like had a long talk with my teacher that i was like i literally cannot do this you can fail me or do whatever or you can give me like two two extra essays or whatever I, I literally can't be a part of this yeah like i mean for that like actually doing the experiment i didn't have an issue with but i couldn't go through with it because i couldn't like imagine hearing the snap of the rib and stuff ah, like I don't know, like I'm such a bitch about it. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a pacifist. Like I, I, this is probably a reason why I couldn't go through like very hardcore martial arts. Yeah. Like I've done like wushu and stuff, but I, I couldn't go through that crazy of like actual martial arts, uh, where I'm like sparring with other people because I couldn't come to like hitting someone and I oh, just couldn't do it. I was just like. I don't want to, right? Like, it doesn't make me feel any better and shit, so. I'm, like, the opposite. So, I can't do that to any animals or any bugs either. So, this, I actually have this one story. At EVP, yeah. this one time, I saw this little roly-poly walking around. And yeah. this was by Court um, H, I think. Oh, so, like, in the middle of the gym. Yeah, so, the middle. Yeah, H would be, yeah, like, H. right in yeah. the middle of the gym. H. So, it was near Court H. And then I saw this little roly-poly, and I was getting ready to play. But we still had like five minutes before we would start warming up. And I thought, I could bring this roly-poly outside. It's really far from literally any entrances. Where I thought, if I don't help it, it's probably going to get squashed or it's going to get lost and die some way somehow. And then I thought, should I leave it? Should I bring it outside? But then we, we, everyone was like starting to get up. And I was like, okay, if this roly-poly is back here, by the time the set is over, then I'll bring it outside. And then the second I walked away, Somebody walked over and actually stepped on it. And I was like, holy fuck. I've ruined this roly-poly's life. Like, I had a chance. And I thought about it for a whole fucking week. Like, every once in a while, I'd be like, this is how you carry yourself, Viv. You had a fucking chance uh, to save a life. That's... What if that thing was on its way home? I was like, you chose to be lazy. You could have easily just picked it up, uh, walked outside, and came back in. So I have such a hard time for even bugs. Or this one time, um, in my basement, my dad put these sticky traps on the floor yeah and he and it's just like he put it by the window so that if there's any little creepy crawlies that crawl by they'll get stuck and not go anywhere and this one time i went down and i saw this spider that was still twitching and moving and i thought oh it just recently got trapped and i thought oh like perfect timing i'll help bring it outside so i spent a fucking hour i went to grab tweezers and water and stuff to like this disassemble the trap I accidentally broke off two of its, two of its oh, legs. No. And when I brought it outside, I don't know why I didn't think. I was just like so proud that I freed the spider. I brought it outside and it died from the cold. Nice. Like I brought it outside and I went to check up on it later and like shoveled up and it was halfway frozen because I, I had water on it. Yeah. And it fucking died. God damn. And I was like, damn, it's I your, wonder if I should have your, like, saved, like saved it or if I made its life more miserable because I ripped off two of its legs. I made it freeze to death. It's your hero character. <sighs> I know, you just have terrible. to. Like, okay, for me, I don't feel as bad because, um, like, for example, eating meat, like, I, I know I don't like killing and stuff, but it's kind of a weird argument. To me, it's like, it's already dead. Like, whether I buy this steak or not, the cow's already dead. Right? Like, I, I can't 
it's kind of like going back to the whole proxy thing, right? Like, there's a difference between wasting food and killing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 already dead. Like, I know I'm con- I'm contributing to the demand and all that stuff, yada yada yada. But like to me, it's like I didn't go and kill a fucking cow just mm-hmm. to get this meat. It's already dead. It's here. I don't I don't have that guilt as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess other people can argue differently. I think it's a very like. People can argue one way or the other, however much they want. It won't really convince me because people have always been talking to me about my whole life. Because, you know, me being Buddhist, I'm vegetarian on certain days. They're like, oh, it doesn't make sense to be vegetarian this day. And I was like, it's the principle. It's not like, yeah. to me, it's the principle. It's not the actual action. It's like, like it's like how on Lent some people, you know, give up meat or something like that, right? It's yes. literally the same principle as what I'm doing, right? Um, but so, some people are very argumentative just because it's a different re- religion. But I'm just like, whatever. It is what it is. No, I can't. I think the wildest thing I was saying earlier that I've eaten was escargots. That's not I went wild. to a fancy restaurant and they had it, <clears throat> but I still had to really take away the mental for that. Like I couldn't, I didn't let my tongue touch the escargot when I was in my mouth. I put it directly on my grinders, on my like back molars, and I like chewed it instantly because I was like, if I feel Isn't any it? of the texture, I'm gonna be like, it's a fucking snail in my mouth. But don't you feel like it's similar to like a like a clam like i don't know i just like i just can't because i see it crawling on the floor and i'm like uh, man god damn wait how about sea cucumber last question i've never tried it oh okay i, I think can't I've get my, i can't get myself to do it i mean it's weird it's a weird fucking animal slash yeah. thing i haven't even wrapped my head around eating uni Not it's, a just, lot. it's just weird to me oh. it's just a little bit too particular you know <laughs> fuck you're the most <laughs> vanilla asian i know yeah all right, anyways, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, let us know some of your pet stories. We kind of broke off on a weird <laughs> tangent here, uh, but I think it was interesting. Uh, so let us know. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. But also in the comment, let us know what your pet experiences are, what pets you have, um, maybe even some pictures. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and Like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget <laughs> to turn on the notification I know button. that's not what I was supposed to say <laughs> uh, but yeah and uh, yeah I hope you enjoyed this impromptu pets one um, uh. and ho- I guess this will be out a little bit after Chinese New Year's but hopefully you guys had a nice Chinese New Year's uh, maybe we'll talk about it on the next podcast maybe we won't we'll oh, see no, uh, but yeah we'll, we'll figure something out um, and hope you guys enjoy the show mm, Gong Hei Fat Choice yep <laughs> see ya see you <laughs>